Hola. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to Unchecked Identity. Unchecked ID. Unchecked Identity. <laughs> Unchecked Identity. That was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Operata. I don't even know that's a word, but is it a word? You just did. I think it might be, but it might also not be. So okay. All right. We'll have to look, look it, up. it up. Today has been a word of. <laughs> today's today's been word today has been a day of looking yes. up words and word yes. origins yeah we did we looked up um astics mastation mastication yeah mastication <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah oh yeah we were like rhyming things with astics so like Bombastic, bombastic, fantastic. <laughs> which we learned astic is the act of like the if you're practice of the practice of or yeah, is like it the you're being gymnastic of, yeah you're the it's the practice of being a gymnast and if you're fantastic it's the act of being a fan <laughs> <laughs> you guys quote us on all of this this is legit this is real research yeah, we both <laughs> went to university for linguistics linguistics i did take one linguistics class and i'm the asshole that likes to remind everyone of that oh god but the other day i met an actual psycholinguistic whoa psycholinguistic yeah psycholinguistics is basically the study of linguistics okay and psychology wow that's cool um and i like to brag that i took this one class but then i met a psycholinguistic and i just shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) you're like linguistic class what no i didn't do that (laughs) tell me me more Tell me more. Tell I me love more. Did she have a nice car? <laughs> she did. How have you been? Good. Oh my god. Well, yeah, we haven't seen each other in like a week or two. I'm a newts. With with <sighs> Nat and I, if we don't see each other for a week, it's very. It's really weird. It's really weird. It's really hard. Yeah, something feels off. It's like that <laughs> that feeling that you get when something's off, but you don't know what. A disturbance in the force. Exactly. And then you see, I see Michelle, and I'm like, Oh, right. Okay. It's all okay again. <laughs> yeah. I know what was off. <laughs> it's like it's like you know when you're getting your period, but you forget oh, that you're getting your period, and you're like, month. Why do I feel something internally? Why do That's I feel like a like psycho that. that wants to rip <laughs> things to shreds, but also cry at the same I, time? Yeah, I get like spontaneously teary eyed right yeah. before oh, my yeah? period. Sometimes yeah. I get very annoyed at everything mm. and angry. Like, I cry out of anger, which isn't a normal thing for me, or I guess it is. And then I remember that I bleed every month. Yep. Yeah. Super fun. Must do, yeah, so many things to your body. (laughs) Wild. (laughs) Anyway, I've been fine. (laughs) Um, Gosh. Yeah, it's kind of been a whirlwind of a week because work has been absolutely insane as per usual but i uh performed at a open mic recital yeah so it was so cool finally um yeah it felt really good actually and then i am singing next weekend uh in lexington at a church so i was hired to sing there back to her roots everybody yes yeah always going back to the church (laughs) this jew can't get out of the church um but and then uh oh my gosh yeah and then there's another open mic coming up that i think i'm gonna do and then i um might try seeing about maybe singing with a band or something like that um every once in a while i have to like audition for it yeah i'm so so proud of you do you remember your yearly goals 
Oh God, yeah. This was all a part of it. <laughs> I know. It's I mean, happening. knock on wood. I hope it happened. I mean, yeah. Actually, literally, some of it actually it's already happened. And uh, if the rest happens, I will freak out. It will. <laughs> it's definitely coming your way. I think I'm so so happy for you. Yeah. How was your experience performing live this past? It was event? really good. It was weird. I didn't feel like a big release after performing. I think I've been in my head a lot lately mm. and so not only about performing just about life in general and so I didn't get that release that I think you know like oh I accomplished doing mm. this or something like that and I think I'm not quite sure I think I was very much in my head and that's probably why it didn't happen but I'm really looking forward to this singing at this church because um, the music oh my god I'm singing Dos Oruguitas from Encanto. Encanto. Yeah. I'm gonna cry. Yeah. Yeah. I cry when I sing it. It is so beautiful. Wow. Oh my God. So I'm I'm so excited to sing that song. Is it are you gonna record it? Yeah, I think I think it'll be recorded so I could put it out. Um and then So the yeah. the struggle is really not crying when you sing the song. Oh right? yeah. Because it's so emotional and so beautiful. And then, yeah, Encanto, like, you think about the movie Encanto, yeah. and then you're like, oh, now I'm going to definitely cry. <sighs> That's amazing. Yeah. That's a feat. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. And, and it was a song that the choir director picked. So, wow. um, yeah. And so I'm just, I'm very excited. Yay, do Nat doing yeah. big Nat things. <laughs> I'm so big proud nat. of you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. And how about you? You went to New Orleans. I went to NOLA, Lola everybody. Nolans. Um, yeah, I went to NOLA for a conference. I work in public health and it was really great. Yeah. I, it's not that I had low expectations. I just didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. It was my first conference. It was the first time seeing a lot of coworkers in person. Yeah. Um, so it was a little overwhelming, but I think I was just, you know, I was scared that I wasn't going to fit in. I was scared that people were going to think I was weird or judge me. Oh. The child, the inner child. Yeah. But it actually ended up being a beautiful experience. I made some amazing connections. Awesome. I have close friends that I've never seen in person. Yeah. So it was like, oh, my God, I want to hug you because we're so close. Yeah. Also, this is so <laughs> weird. <laughs> I know. It was a lot of that. Um, and there were incredible sessions just awesome. about public health um, in general. I learned a lot from the indigenous community in NOLA. Wow. And in other states, people came from all over the U.S. So... Mm -hmm. That was cool. And then NOLA itself, I stayed yeah. a few extra days and, like, experienced the city. And it was super interesting. Very funky there. Yeah. A lot of weird souls, which I liked. Yeah. Very haunted. Super yes. haunted. Um, we did this really cool ghost walks tour. Oh, my and God. And it was my favorite. Was it spooky? It was super spooky. We walked in front of all these haunted places. Um, and just just learned about really really cool stories i i paused because i'm thinking about all of them and yeah. i can't start talking about right. it because it's going to go on forever i think we need a new episode for that yeah haunted <laughs> ghost stories with <laughs> michelle nola edition <laughs> but it was dope um i will say my second day there i went to a hoodoo shop oh and i got some blessed oil Whoa. and this bracelet i have on is blessed Whoa. because your girl's not about that life Whoa. i don't want a soul attaching itself to me yeah you know you never know so i did protect myself yeah and i felt very safe good the whole time good that's mm -hmm. wild that's really cool. It was cool. I got to talk to your dad. I'm going to email your yep. dad. Yeah, do talk to him. I'm sure he's like, what is it like over there now? <laughs> he hasn't been in so long. I stayed in the French Quarter a lot. Oh. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I hit Bourbon Street once, and then oh, I was what'd like, you think? ew. Yeah. 
I'm not, yeah, not to trash on any city, but I'm not a diva. Yeah. But I felt truly dirty walking <laughs> through. <laughs> no, like, it was like the air. I couldn't really breathe the air well. <laughs> I'm not yeah. being dramatic. <laughs> I swear. There was trash everywhere. Oh, God. The bars were sticky. And I was just like, and people, like, people who work there were like, what are you doing here? <laughs> they were like, go to Frenchman Street. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So, you know, we went to Frenchman Street. We hung out on Royal Street. Yeah. Um, I ate beignets. Mm. We did things. And the Garden District was beautiful. Yeah. I loved the Garden District. area. Yeah. Uh. So I, that's the short of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. We're going to talk more about this off the pod. <laughs> um, that's really cool. Yeah. Are you happy to be back in Boston? I am. I mean, Boston's home. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. I love it. It definitely, I definitely feel rejuvenated when I leave. Yeah. Um, just because of all the serious, responsible adult things that hold me down here. Yeah. It's nice to travel and, and reset. Yeah. Well, on that note, um, it's been a good catch-up. Should we should we transition? Yes, yes. To the main event. To the main meal. That sounds really creepy, <laughs> but it was delicious talking with Kate today. It was. Yeah. I know. We're really excited. We are recording this post episode. Yeah, recording. reflecting so on the episode. Yeah. Guess, no, it was really great. We're excited for you guys to hear from Kit Orion. Mm-hmm. So, um, that being said, let's get to the show. Woo. Yeah. Na, na, na. Na, na, na. <laughs> oh my god. How are you? We are here with our June episode. Super excited to be back together. We're also in person, um, yes. which we're trying to make more of a, a thing. Oh, right yeah. Now. Every episode is an experiment. <laughs> and thank you guys for, you know, holding out there with us and uh, allowing us to, I don't know, <laughs> experiment, experiment with you. <laughs> be weird and do what we have to do. Um, but we always come back. So we're really excited. We're here today with Caitlin O'Brien. She is a Cambridge-based musician, producer, DJ, and powerhouse female. She operates under the independent label Kate Music, housing her two alter egos, Kit O'Brien, her solo project, and first self-titled album, and DJ Kate. Growing up in an eclectic household, Kate found herself surrounded by a diversity of people and music, giving her often strange and wonderful education. She was led to her obsession of absorbing, creating, and sharing music. You can find Kate regularly collaborating with her community of local musicians, performing her badass music, or making amazing art, usually with spray paint these days, and spinning her tunes at local watering holes. Without further ado... Welcome, Kate O'Reilly! Hey, you hit both alter egos. (laughs) (laughs) We got it all covered. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for um, hosting us in your bedroom, for everyone listening. We are in 
Kate's bedroom. Yeah, yeah. which is such an amazing vibe. We I are sitting in the on den. a massive bouncy ball. That's right. It's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, your room has amazing vibes, Kate. Thank you. Just like you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I really like my room. I do. How yeah. long did it take you to get it? I'm just going to give you guys a piece of like what we're looking at right now. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful shade of like plum, plum purple. I would say there's amazing artwork all over the walls, including some like old century advertisements. Mm-hmm. I love Chicago. Um, a poster of Palestine, and then of course your amazing set, like music setup, right in front of your bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how long did it take you to get to your room? I mean, to this stage. That's a great question. It's been. I was thinking about it this morning, actually, because I really love it in here. Uh, And it's been just a gradual collection of things over time and hand-me-downs and uh, travels that have evolved. And this new, this room, this physical room is new to me in the last year, having our friend Natalie (laughs) here move into this home, um, which was my old room. Um, So I, I... Getting to paint this color, you know, was really fun. I like to change colors every time. It's a great um, color. But it really works with my things. Yeah. My things really do kind of work with a lot of colors because there are so many colors, but yet subtle. Mm-hmm. So, but I do like touching on a lot of them. But I have also a lot of natural colors going on in here too. So it just kind of. A lot of plants. A lot of plants, but mm-hmm. a lot of like just things from my family over time and uh I often wonder what it would be like if I was like actually curating and like going to find things because I, you know, this has just yeah. been over time and what I've been able to work with. Mm-hmm. So, I and say, I love it. This you looks know? like a museum. Like <laughs> when I come in here, I'm like, oh, I see something different. Or I'm always like looking at like the little trinkets. And I know we've talked about this before how like tourists are really focused on like display and like tiny things little things uh (laughs) little comforts would you say tauruses are maximalists by nature perhaps because i definitely am not a minimalist (laughs) 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 um i'm very i'm nostalgic um but also i really it's it's partially about holding on to things that I don't like to subscribe to, but it mm. is about little, it's beauty, uh, finding whatever beauty I can surround myself with people, mm-hmm. spaces, environments, and then also just like my actual material things. Yeah. So I think um, I'm comforted by that. And I know that Tauruses tend to be like very earthly and very in need of that kind of calming grounded space. Mm. So I think there are probably lots of minimalist Tauruses um, because you can do that in a way that's just like, I have a giant window and I'm looking at trees. That's like bougie Taurus. You know (laughs) what I mean? I'm like, I'm like Taurus on a budget. That's hilarious because I'm looking at your three giant windows right now. (laughs) I do have really nice windows. I do. I do. 
Um, and I have like lots of seashells and rocks and yes. like anytime I go and geologists will probably curse me for this, but I do. I wonder how many geologists things. listeners um, we actually, have out there. Yeah, we have one geologist oh, wow. out there in Burlington, Vermont. So Casey. sorry, Casey. Casey. Casey in Burlington, Vermont. Yes. Let us know what you think. About. I'm very. I am genuinely curious because oh, yeah. I I have a tendency to pick up pebbles and yes. shells and driftwood and make art into it it into art uh <laughs> i don't need to make it in you know what i mean it yes, is art it is uh, art but i also paint on things so yeah, um amazing. yeah but i know that you're you know by taking things away from the source you're messing with like erosion you and know, I'm honestly like, she does it too does so, she okay yeah. thanks casey <laughs> like for validating my like, habit take this rock <laughs> i wonder and maybe this is a question for casey is it unavoidable you know, and uh, I guess it can be avoidable, but we are humans. We are here. And even without humans, erosion happens with animals. And Definitely. I know we accelerate the erosion. Am right. I just justifying our shitty behavior? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And then it's like also an argument of like individual behavior versus mass behavior. Yeah. And will exactly. your decisions actually affect everything? I don't think it's the individuals. It's yeah. I really think it's mostly the giant corporations yeah. that are economically and yeah, destroying everything colonizing and destroying yes. everything yes hundred percent yep and uh not taking accountability and uh or responsibility for the behavior when they full well know that it's destroying everything and everyone yeah so Absolutely. that's why we need to protect our indigenous communities everybody yes. support our indigenous communities listen to our indigenous communities stop fucking this up we got to stop fucking this up please yeah and we thank like you. really <laughs> dove into that right <laughs> in the well, beginning. It's, it's yeah, so real. it's so it's it's the root of everything is that yeah. behavior and Very true. Uh, it affects all up. of it. Yeah, yeah it, it deeply. Yeah, it's deeply rooted. Yeah, and it is sinister. But um, we can hop into let's the dive in question. I know what a way to start, and maybe like. It'd be interesting after having this whole conversation yeah. to hop into this question. Maybe yeah, I'm it'll, it'll answer. Question. Maybe you'll answer it differently. Yeah, maybe I, I don't know. know. But um, it can be as simple as uh, or as long-winded as you want. Do you identify as an artist? Right. <laughs> yes. It. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, this is something that, uh, you know, ten years ago I was really just starting out like you know teaching myself guitar I graduated college I started looking for jobs that would support a schedule that I could really mm -hmm. try to develop myself as an artist like right away I knew um and I went to school for theater but I knew I wanted to do music and I it, I don't want to cut theater out of my life fully or really any art form potential uh because I think it's really easy to box, your, box yourself in as one thing yeah. um, in so many ways. <laughs> we can go there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but within the art uh, world, um, I started, you know, just like in my room, teaching myself guitar. I was always, I grew up singing and playing percussion. So I had that, but I didn't have a melodic instrument to play. And so trying to write songs or like be in a band and just be like, play this uh <laughs> you know <laughs> it was really hard and really annoying so that's why I started playing guitar and then just over the last 10 years like evolving into learning production and um finding more and more of a voice within that 
Um, and all the while, like when people would ask what I was doing, you know, it was always really hard because I was really, this has been what I wanted to do this whole time and I've been working on it, but also like working at an ice cream shop, mm. literally right out of college. Cause that's all I could find. And like, you know, and then a coffee shop and, um, teaching at an after school program for almost eight years during performing arts. And people always just wanted to know about what job I was doing. They didn't really take me seriously mm. uh, within the art stuff until I started, you know, I guess just participating more in the community and having more of a visibility because no one knew what I was doing in my room because I wasn't <laughs> releasing anything either. So, but all the while I was, I was going through this, um, you know, mental, uh, description of myself and I did identify as an artist like pretty early on and I remember just just kind of getting into things and people asking me what I did and I described myself as an artist because I was like hell yeah I am don't yeah. no no uh, that's what I am and I didn't care really you know I did care because I wanted to prove myself in a mm. way but at the same time like I think you know I 100% identify as an artist. Mm -hmm. I create things from, you know, my room, I feel like, is a good example mm -hmm. of, like, the thought I put into everything that I do. I like mm -hmm. to put some thought into it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Clothes, freaking music, physical art, whatever. Um, and I think I've met people along the way that I would consider an artist, and they didn't mm -hmm. because they were insecure or didn't think they were good enough to be called one yeah. or just like were really good guitarists and they were like I'm not an artist I'm like are you kidding me like yeah. yes you are yeah. you know so I think it's really interesting like what what defines that with different people really yeah because you could be a human working as an accountant who likes to freaking crochet or something and like that counts totally. too you know yeah. it doesn't matter <laughs> what you do uh you can still be an artist so that's the way i view it I'm pretty liberal with the word artist and i think we should be more liberal with it yeah. because it is such a spectrum like we talk about yeah. kate do you think that you being and correct me if this wasn't the case but do you think that you being allowed to identify as an artist from an early age whether that be within your family or your community affected kind of the the healthy grip you had with that identity and it sounds like even though your life went through many stages and your career has gone through many stages your identity as an artist hasn't wavered much right would yes you would you say probably I mean because I was introduced and surrounded by people who like growing up like I was trained classically as a kid vocally and I it was in the Episcopal Church at All Saints <laughs> Church in Worcester, Massachusetts, this big, big church. Churches, and pumping out artists. I am agnostic, but I am glad that I grew up where I did for music and for the people I met. They're all like wild, <laughs> intelligent, you know, creative, odd ducks. And like, I'm so glad they, you know, it's the village, the village who raised me kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but because I saw all these different people who really dedicated themselves to music or different art forms just naturally by the community that was there, um, mm. I think I saw alternative ways to live mm. um, 
in other ways as well, you know, is like um, a lot of LGBTQ folks and people doing their music thing and also like in a church that was like cool with all that I was like that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. still Kate is agnostic like definitely don't I do not subscribe to um uh religion in the what's it called you know it's like institutional religion Mm -hmm. yes I don't but I'm glad that I had that community point being I saw so many different folks living different kinds of lives and I think that just gave me the freedom to think that I could try Mm. to do that, even knowing that it would be isolating, even though there's a community, but it Mm -hmm. is an individual road in so many ways. Mm -hmm. And you have to like, there's no path to follow. Mm. Really? You can't, you can't follow any particular path if you're an artist because you're creating original work, even Mm -hmm. if it is heavily influenced by things you are on your own, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So that was, that was the challenge really knowing that it's like okay well if I go to school for law you know then I can follow what that person did and then I want to do this focus but with art you just you gotta just figure it out (laughs) so yeah pave your own way a little pioneer Um, (laughs) (laughs) but um but yes uh, long story short yeah I think because I saw different ways of living I was able to see that as a potential it wasn't fully impossible. Yeah. So here we are. Sense. Right? Yeah. I was just thinking about how like the word artist, because I was recently filling out my voter registration. This is a really long swinded story, but um, <laughs> they asked about my occupation and I put my actual occupation. But I feel like when you hear the word artist, you think of it as an occupation mm. when in reality it's so much more than just an occupation like you it's an identity mm. and I think it's interesting that like like when I hear you talk about it it's an identity but it's also you had examples in your life where it was an occupation right. as well yeah professional so, exactly yes yeah. but it is deeper than that but it is and so I wonder like I wonder if there's a way we could even broaden the word artist. Like, that's why I like creatives. Creative. Right. Yeah. I think it's so inclusive in that, yes. like, yes. there is no boundary to what the hell creativity is. Mm-hmm. But artists, it is, it's interesting to hear, it's interesting to hear people talk about the identity of being an artist because it is also a, an occupation for some people right. as well. It's interesting. That's a really good point, Nat. (laughs) And I also feel like we may have touched upon this, but I think it goes back to living under a hyper-capitalist system in which your labor equates to your value. Right. If that wasn't the case, would we identify... Like, it's not only that artists identify themselves as that being their career, but it's that people in corporate America, for example, make that their identity as well. Like, we, we... merge our careers with our identity when they are not in fact the same things yes we do Mm. yes we do and it is hyper capitalistic yeah it is Mm. so true I know. <laughs> like, need like a communal like gross. Yeah, uh, we gotta do step like away a from sound. That. Uh, yeah, sound like effect. a fart sound. <laughs> 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 Can we'll the save that audio clip for the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can use that. it anytime you want for free. Because um. <laughs> I'm a hyper capitalist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh yeah, that is something that sucks though. It does um, suck. I'm finding. 
because this is really the first year that I've been like fully freelance mm-hmm. and trying to survive and thrive and congratulations thank that's you. huge yeah. thank you it, it, and it has been a long time like, I've been working towards it to be able to get to that place yeah. and it is exciting and terrifying just about equally it really just depends <laughs> on the moment um <laughs> like yeah I know that it's right in so many ways especially with you know original music and um just like the kind of opportunities that have been presenting themselves mm-hmm. with jobs that aren't exactly what I've done before, but kind of just like a cool thing that I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like that's really cool. Like I just got to do an event through the Peabody Essex Museum. Oh um, my God. It was really cool because I taught a, cl- a class through them to Salem Public Schools in, um, in the fall and then they... Uh, which was really cool and very adorable. And I it was based on an exhibit at the PEM, and I took that exhibit and translated it into little kids, you know, like how can we make a piece together by using samples and writing a melody with symbols. And then I composed something based on what they did and then submitted it, and now they have it. And then they were like, hey, let's do our end of the year gala and you do that thing with adults. And I was like, okay. Wow. So actually in the next two days, I have to compose a piece based on what I did with them at their gala, which is so cool. And I'm like, yes, like throw me in the ring. Like I will do that. That's different. And it's a job. Like that's cool that I will do. You know, did you ever think going freelance would take you to those kind of spaces? No, but that's like, totally dream level because I Mm. so as a DJ you know I I've seen particularly the people that have inspired me the most other than Questlove who is like you know he's my guru um there are other artists who are also musicians like um Tune Yards and um I I noticed also Beirut and then who's that's a musician multi-instrumentalist from like probably about 10 years ago that had like good amount of music very cool um and then the singer of arcade fire win butler goes by dj windows 98 and they (laughs) tour around like and dj at museums and different kind of art spaces and i was like ooh, ooh 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 because that feels like in line with what i am uh like trying to do also as a dj because i do weddings i do events i do you know club things but not like clubby clubs like that's Mm -hmm. not really my vibe but i will if i have to to, you know like to make that money (laughs) but uh but getting to do those spaces like that's that was my first like ooh, as dj kate that's where i want to be and now as kate slash kid orion i'm Mm -hmm. getting the opportunity also to be in that space so that's like that's the direction that's amazing (laughs) yeah i've only seen that with um or i didn't get a visual until i thought of fkj french kiwi juice yeah so it feels like a very european thing to me Mm. i don't maybe it happens more outside of boston maybe it should happen more in boston that is very cool there's like a whole thing i think this is artist polo and pan who they do like DJing is two of them. They do DJ stuff together and they just DJ in really like unique areas. Like they DJ inside of a greenhouse or they DJ on a cliff or they DJ <laughs> like, <laughs> like just like these really random places. And then they put the audience members in different 
environments and see how they interact oh, with their music. Oh, that's interesting. It's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm afraid of heights, so yeah. I wouldn't do yeah, that. You wouldn't but no DJing on a cliff. Yeah, no cliffs, <laughs> but I would do unique spaces, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we are going to hop into the next portion of our episode. As you all know, we have Kit Orion with us here today. Um, and Kit has a focus piece, which is called Florida State Road 430, which we're going to listen to.
Kate, <laughs> DJ Kate, <laughs> or Kit Orion, you yeah, created both, this song, but this is Kit Orion. Um, I was I've heard this song made. Actually, I don't know if you saw, but I have a little heart next to this one on Spotify. Cause like the first one I listened to, and I was like, oh fuck, I really like this one. <laughs> and it comes on when I'm driving, cause I listen to my like songs when I drive. And it is, it's such a vibe. It's such a vibe. It's a driving vibe. But it also makes me think of the ocean. I just, I think this song is very calming to me. And uh, yeah, whenever I hear it, it's never one that I'm like, no. You know, like it's not one that Thank I just you. can't take. Like <laughs> in certain moments, it yes. like somehow seems to mold into like every moment. <laughs> I don't know how, but it's so chill. Uh, yeah, as I, I, I definitely, I like this song a lot. Thank you. <laughs> I'm realizing I heard the song at your show in Somerville. And the this experience felt different than that one for obvious reasons. Yeah. It was live. There were other people, but two feelings that I've had in both scenarios is I feel immersed by your music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very full there. It, there aren't gaps. Isn't the word, but you fill your songs to every second. If that makes sense. Yes, with it very does. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. With very different, um, sounds and i guess my question is because i know so you dj you probably use a lot of digital sounds and the piano came through so was the was there anything other than the piano um that you used as a physical instrument or or was the majority of this song digital as well well i played guitar i did vocals um i played the piano i'm trying to think i what i often do is collect sounds um whether digitally or with my own like field recorder or from my phone whatever um to make atmospheres make drum kits you know that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so I don't really really honestly remember what I did I know like the synths were uh, I found those sounds um and I used them through a synth on Ableton, which is the DAW I use, the digital digital audio workstation. DAW. Um, DAW. Duh. <laughs> I yeah. use a synth called Serum. Um, mm-hmm. And so the synths in there are those which I played here. Um, and was that kind of like the chicka 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 in so the background? The chicka chicka was um, like percussive mm. samples. And probably I think I put a delay on that mm. um, to kind of continue it even if it was one hit it might go you know that kind of thing so to kind of keep the driving Mm -hmm. beat with this song I wanted it to truly feel like you're moving forward Mm -hmm. and going on a trip (laughs) you know yeah so it takes you on a trip I actually noticed something I didn't notice before which is at the end there's like I don't know if it's bass or something but it's the like yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. 
heard that. There it was, was like a, so. It was pretty quiet. I heard it, it now so too. Good. That I was like, wow, that that arpeggiated bass great. is like pretty present <laughs> yeah. in my speakers. There's kind <laughs> of a climax at the end. Yes. yes. It's very climactic. Yeah. So it's also giving me nostalgic vibes in the sense that it reminds me a lot of Tropical House mm. if Tropical House slowed down and was cool. merged with like an 80s indie Sick. vibe <laughs> was the feeling I was getting. I also loved the storyline. I feel you. like your poetry is very unique. Thank you. And I, it's unexpected. I mm. don't know what to expect in the story that you're weaving cool throughout the song i loved it yeah thank you um oh were you gonna ask him yeah i well okay one thing so i i know this but i would love to just hear more about your experience i guess so you recorded this in your room yes which is now your room which is now my room yeah it just sounds so good and like i'm just i i would love to know i don't know how you did it like how did you make your room sound good like that you know like, well just probably closing my windows yeah um and you know picking a quiet time to just you know no shame doing my thing in the house knowing people are around <laughs> you know that yeah. was hard just being like i'm just recording an album don't worry about it it's fine <laughs> you're gonna hear me do this one vocal part 12 times oh my god don't look at me so embarrassed yeah I'm just recording an album <laughs> yeah I, this is something that i had and continue to to grow through is that um and knowing I'm not alone in that, like reading stories about artists, uh, you know, 200 years ago, like being, co- you know, having a, a song for commission or whatever. And then just being like, I'm in a warehouse three miles away from anyone that could possibly hear me. And, you know, and I'm like, OK, so I'm not being super dramatic by being in a room full of roommates to be concerned no. about putting, you know, practicing music. Um, but I'm getting over that. Like, you just have to. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I just did my best to, you know, not have things running and yeah. have it as clean as possible and just do it, you know just record just record myself it's like it's totally a bedroom album and um but i did send it out even though i spent uh, a full month mixing this whole thing myself Mm -hmm. um i sent it to be mixed by my friend brad at big nice studio down in lincoln rhode island and mastered um and i didn't know he doesn't listen to your like pre- mix like he just kind of like takes the stems which is the individual tracks Mm -hmm. and then does what his instincts tells him and he has this huge space it's an old warehouse um (laughs) miles away from where anyone can hear him (laughs) yes so he has this big warehouse and all this really great equipment so he you know and he does this he's like a wizard um (laughs) so i called him a wizard the other day he is a wizard um Bradford Krieger, but um, <laughs> all yellow brick roads yes. lead to Brad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they all do. And the warehouse. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he mixed it, and so the space. You know, if you heard the stems without his mixing, it wouldn't be super duper different because he did a great job of. Because that's he's a freaking wizard. Um, you just make it as good and authentic as it can sound Mm -hmm. and to create a cohesive space so that's what he Mm -hmm. did with his equipment his he ran through he ran my things through to kind of just 
make it all feel like it's all in the same space. Mm. So I don't know what he did, mm. um, but he did that. So he we definitely did it well. He did it well. Yeah, yeah it's it's cool to hear um, the differences because, yeah. you know, like mine is. I had effects and you know things that are yeah. very similar but the space that he made it in is very different yeah mm. it's just like it's almost like grittier mm. and it's bigger because it's yeah. literally being sent through speakers in a giant room and That's then re-recorded awesome. so that makes sense I can feel that with the immersive yeah. feeling yeah. yeah so that's what's pretty rad about that <laughs> yeah what's your advice for artists upcoming musicians who want to record an album but maybe don't have all the equipment can't afford everything they need well I am super lucky because when I was teaching music production at the after school program which is a program I built because I was learning at the same time I was able to get access to Ableton which is really it's very 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 expensive Mm. and it's um one of the industry standards however I have friends who, like my friend Ben Levin and my friend Jess Kion, who are both of the band Bent Knee, mm-hmm. and as individual like great artists, mm-hmm. they both use Reaper, which mm. I think it costs sixty dollars, and you use it, it. It works just as well. It's just, it's not as like flashy, but you mm-hmm. absolutely can make things through that. Like I started with GarageBand, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and you can do that too. <laughs> you know, it's like whatever you can get your hands on, yeah. um, just explore. And I started just like finding sounds and loops and things that I liked mm-hmm. and then exploring from there and then evolved into, you know, I, I got it, guitars gifted to me as well. Like things over time, like friends, it's a really great um when you know people who are all kind of going up and doing their own thing or recognize that you're trying to do something, you know, manifest it, put it out there because people are around to help and mm. asking for it is something I'm still working on. Cause like I literally made this album by myself, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then with Brad um, and I have to also give credit to my friend Jess who I just mentioned, cause she started a song club during the pandemic with just, me and a couple of other friends Mm -hmm. where we held each other accountable and showed up every week um with a new song based on a prompt so because of that during such a shit time that is why I had enough material to be like okay I'm I'm gonna make this into an album you know so that having friends to communicate with and like do things like that Mm -hmm. you know show someone your little poem you wrote you know Mm -hmm. uh find if you have a computer you can get something that can you know and if not if you have a phone you can people record things on their phones now like it's nuts like there's something called fruity loops i don't actually know what it is but i know people use their phones or ipads and record like full albums and like big producers too that are getting paid like shit tons of money doing it from their bed making a beat you know so you can do it you can do it you just have to believe. <laughs> Community is everything. Community yeah, is everything. For sure. And and creativity, mm-hmm. you know, don't stand in your own way. Well, it's interesting to hear the ways in which, because I think so often, like many art forms, music is gatekept by certain people. Yes. And that's why certain programs are so expensive. Yeah. And mm-hmm. to have those 
programs be the standard is a way of gatekeeping yeah. artistry. So it's really cool. I, I often think of SoundCloud. I think it's the most uh, well-known kind of tool antithesis to this like gatekeeping yes so it's cool to hear other methods of like how artists are dismantling this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yes making it accessible equitable yeah. and um yeah i know i think reaper is i don't know if it's like straight up public forum because it is still a thing you know it's a, a program that a you program that you pay for yeah. but like it gives you what you need and it, yeah. it you can get you can run whatever you need into it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, universal in that way. So I think that's, what's mm, really cool about that's that. Badass. Yeah. And if I didn't, I was trained on Ableton and then I like saved up and I did get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and so I'm very, very glad I get to use it, but I, if I did not, a hundred percent would have found another way. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. probably the way I would have gone. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely recommend it when people are starting up or, you know, just trying to do the thing. Awesome. Yeah. Next level. Yeah. Um, I was just curious, what uh, inspired this song? This was one of the prompts. Oh, this came And from I'll that. tell you about it. This prompt was, we went through like a Wikipedia generator. Ooh. And whatever the first thing that came up was, we would write a song about. And it was Florida State 430. The other aspect is we weren't allowed to look up anything. We weren't allowed to know anything about it, um, but to create a story around it. And I actually did, this song is a fictional kind of a dreamscape story about someone that passed away who lived in Florida and he died right before the pandemic and I didn't get to go to his funeral Mm. and it was he was basically one of my dad's you know his name is Gordon Ganter and um I he was just like one of the sweetest coolest like badass men I've ever met in my life and when I was given this prompt I just immediately thought of him and like so it's basically just like this idea of like picking him up and going Mm. on this you know adventure together and so so that's what the song ended up being um just like through my experiences going down there too to the Mm -hmm. south and like you know seeing the things that i've seen like crosses on a hill and like well that's a weird radio station yeah (laughs) Um, like i'm all set (laughs) (laughs) put on my mp3s um so (laughs) yeah i just kind of took that and ran with it and Mm -hmm. made it personal so it's cool to know that he lives in this song you know mm. what a it's beautiful homage. yeah and the fact that you said it's like a dream i totally get the dream vibe yeah from this song it is very dreamy and nostalgic and now i i yeah. see the nostalgia piece yes. as well yeah how beautiful rest in peace to gordon thank yeah. you yeah rest in peace to gordon yeah. the um I was also wondering who designed your album cover because it's really okay. Kick-ass. One more time, yeah. uh, gonna <laughs> plug so Jess Kion. Her <laughs> name is Jessica Kion. Also, her artist name is Justice Cow. Yeah, yeah. She is a visual <laughs> artist and animator, as well as a kick-ass songwriter and singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist. And her music is effing great, and you should check her out too. Yeah. But Can she did my album. You can find her anywhere. You can find her. Spotify, she has a iTunes. Patreon. She's hey. got a Bandcamp. She's got Spotify and all the streaming services. Um, YouTube. Check her out. She's also hilarious. 
amazing yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah she's funny <laughs> so creativos don't sleep on jessica yes don't sleep on jessica kion slash Kion. justice cow justice cow yeah that's a great segue into our wind down so we like to ask a wind down question to all of our guests being who, which artists or what is inspiring your creativity these days? Oh, my Lord. That's very, the scope is very wide. It, it could be sure an artist. Is. It could be a thing. It could be a tree. It could be a vibe. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> That's such a good question. Um, I feel like, I mean, there are so many artists that influence me from you know the womb to now uh, there's like countless but um womb to the tomb womb to the tomb baby <laughs> influence um but yeah I guess like right now in this very moment like I have another album that's coming out this year and then I'm already planning for the next one Exciting. okay and so since we're two steps ahead I've been kind of like and you said like my song's really full right yeah now this next album might be just as full if not maybe even fuller but I'm trying to think about space and Mm. letting things breathe Mm -hmm. and kind of trying to be a little bit more minimalist bringing it way back you know seeing what it really needs and like what's you know what what it needs uh and so the next next album I already I only have two songs that are very specifically in mind with that but um who has influenced me uh Brandi Carlisle mm. um as just a songwriter and like I mean she's got a fucking killer instrument yes. as a vo- vocalist and yes I love her um and just like I guess so I think her and then also my friend Jess I would say they're my influences right now because she she just just I got to be in on her newest album recording a few weeks ago I'm not gonna say anything about it other than the fact that she really like to the core the outline of these songs were so well written you know so just thinking about the structure of the song and what it says and that's really it so like the bones the structure and so in two albums (laughs) um or in this you know in an album past this next one I want to show up and have just like core song structures and build it up from there instead of what I've been doing which is creating these atmospheres first Mm -hmm. and then interacting with them Mm. I want to see what it's like to be stripped and then and then go in from Re-imagine. there. Yes. So that's kind of what I'm influenced mm-hmm. by now is giving the space and allowing that, even though that's kind of scary too. Yeah. You know. To, so and I just know Brandi Carlisle is one of my current strong songwriter vibes right now, and of yeah. course just too because she just. I can't wait for that next album to Justice come out. Justice Cow. Yes. I think we're all yeah. yes. on the edge of our seat for this album now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Kate. Thank you for your openness and your vulnerability and your honesty with us. It has been incredible. Yes. Thank and you. And your bedroom. <laughs> and your bedroom and your bouncy ball. It is truly so my pleasure. Um, that has been DJ Kate, 
aka Kit Orion. Check out Kit Orion, K-I-T space O-R-I-O-N on Spotify. Mm -hmm. It is an amazing, immersive, beautiful album. So don't miss out. Yes. Thank you, Kate. Thank you. Kate, where can (laughs) the listeners find you on the socials? Um, On Instagram. It is Kit, K-I-T underscore, right? Okay. (laughs) So Kit underscore Orion, O-R-I-O-N underscore. Nice. So that's where I do all my announcements and everything. So if you find me on Instagram for now, that's where all the the info lies. Shows, announcements, etc. There it awesome. is. Yeah. If yes. you're in the Boston area, um, follow Kate to check out where her next shows are. Yeah. Thank you. Right. That's a wrap. <laughs> Thank you. Ooh.